Yeah, uh, it's not uh, often that you get to feed some kids some cotton candy, tell them about Jesus, and also knock the snot out of them on the jousting inflatable outside, right? It was fun all the way around. Uh, we thank you guys so much for supporting that. Like Jimmy said, you know, community is one of our five focuses here. You know, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, uh, community, and church planning. So it's one of the five things that we focus on. How many of you guys know Jesus will use popcorn, he'll use Toy Story 4, whatever you got to do to get them here so that they can hear the word of God and experience the love of Christ through the volunteers and the people that were working the event, uh, we'll use it, amen? We'll use old Woody and Buzz Lightyear if that means that kids get to learn about Jesus. So that really is our heart, um, really excited about the future of, of what is going to happen with our community events and things like that, but just a huge success and a blessing to the people around here. So we're going to kick off today um, continuing on our honor series, like I mentioned before, um, you know, Pastor had this on his heart to talk about, and it was one of those things that uh, I just needed a refresher in myself. How many of you guys know there's some things that you learn about, uh, and then it just you just kind of get stale in it a little bit in life? And this was such a reminder slash a little bit of a kick in the pants as I was studying this out and just seeking God on what to talk about today. That's what I love about the Word of God is that none of us have arrived yet, right? None of us are at the point of like, take me up, Lord, I'm without sin, I can't get any better. I mean, I'm close, but I'm just not there, right? None of us are. And so, I'm joking, by the way. Uh, and so we can all be sharpened by the Word of God. And that's what I love about it. As I started studying this, I was like, man, Lord, I, I, just, I just repent. I thank you for your grace that you're showing me through your Word the power of honor in my life. Um, and so I pray that today that you will leave with a renewed understanding today about what honor does for you and for the people that you are honoring. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to answer a couple of different questions. I'm going to answer what is honor, who are we called to honor in Scripture, and third, what difference does honor make in my life if I give it, okay? So those are kind of the three things that we're going to tackle, and I hope to send you home with some really practical like real life stuff that you can apply this to your life right away. And so here's our big idea for today. It'll be up on the screen. But um, it is so. Honor is more about you than the person receiving it. I want you guys to say that with me. Say, honor is more about me than the person receiving it. So I hope to lay out a foundation today for you to believe that because it is a command of God's word and it really is much more about us in our heart than it is about the person that's receiving the honor that we're giving. They get blessed as well, but it truly is about us. So honor is more about me and you than it is about the person that is receiving that honor. And so we're going to pick up today. i got a couple of scriptures that I want to read, and then we'll answer those questions that I laid out for you guys. Um, in Mark chapter 6, um, I'm going to have one of the verses on the screen, but I want to kind of lay the, the framework before we jump in today in this story. And so... It says, then he, being Jesus, in verse 1, <clears throat> went out from there and came to his own country. So Jesus is coming back to his own town, right? It's like he left for a little while and, and coming back to Carrollton, coming back to Owenton, coming back to Indiana, wherever you are, okay? And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue. So Jesus is already in full-blown teaching mode at this point. His disciples are following him around. They're going from town to town teaching and scripture says and healing those who needed healing so 
Jesus is in full-blown, savior of the world, show people a new way to live, better people's lives, give them a new way, full-blown mode. And so nothing's stopping him. He's building a lot of momentum here with his disciples. They're going from town to town, and they come back to where Jesus is from. And he begins to teach in the synagogue. It says, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, where did this man get these things that he's teaching? And what wisdom is this which is given to him that such mighty works are performed by his hands? So they begin asking, how is he teaching and healing and ha having all these miracles happen? And then someone says, wait a minute, verse 3. Is this not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, or Hoses, Joseph, don't know how to pronounce it, Judas, Simon, are not his sisters here with us? So they were offended by him. Okay, so here's Jesus, savior of the world, but born in a small town just like me and you. So he grew up, carpenter, worked in his dad's carpenter shop, made tables, made chairs, did all this stuff before stepping into his righteous place as the savior of the world. So he goes back to teach these people, and first of all, they're astonished. These miracles that he's doing, these, these things, he's speaking with authority about scripture, and then one dude's like, wait a minute, ain't that just Joseph's boy? Like, didn't he make that chair in our kitchen that every time you sit in it, from down the road and nothing special, it says they were offended at him. And Jesus said to him, a prophet is not without honor except in his own country or his own house. So here's how I know that honor is a big deal. Jesus dealt with it. Jesus came up against dishonor and it affected how he did his ministry and how he was able to move in these people's lives. And so we're going to finish out this story at the end of the message because I really want you guys to see what became of this dishonor that they were showing Jesus. So if it's a big deal to Jesus and it affected the way that he did ministry, then it's a big deal for me and for you as well. So honor is a big deal. Everybody say that. Honor is a big deal. Say it one more time, say big deal. It's a big deal in your life. So honor is this. Said we we're going to answer what is honor. Honor is to treat something as valuable or to prefer something or someone over yourself. How many of you guys know we've lost that in the culture that we live in today? And I want to say this. Honor, we're going to look at scripturally who we're supposed to honor, but honor is not something that it's a choice for us to give it's something that we're commanded to give and and we've lost that in the culture that we live in today there are cultures around the world that do a great job of honoring people in places of authority um and the american dream has its you know the pick yourself up by your bootstraps make your own life do your own work is a very valuable lesson to learn but one of the things that it's done is it's undercut honoring those who have gone before us and those who we might disagree with, it's undercutting honor as well. So it's something that we have to watch out for. So if it's to treat something as valuable or to prefer something or someone over ourselves, then dishonor would be the opposite of that. It would be to treat something as common. To treat something as less than myself or below me. How many of you guys know that when you place honor on something, it changes the way that you see it in the way that other people see it. And I'll prove it. Who would have thought that if you had a basketball, 
that you bought from the store, eight bucks, you know, one that you'd leave outside that your dog would chew on and stuff and your kids would play basketball with, that if you would take that same $8 basketball and had it signed by a guy that was really good at basketball, that then that, because they honored the gift in that basketball player, that the value of that basketball would skyrocket from ink. Ink, right? I have a couple of baseball cards that were given to me from people in my family that are worth money. It's, it's printed ink on cardboard. But the value and the honor that is placed on sports and those that are good at it and people that are influential in the world, because of that value, a signature can make something worth thousands of dollars. It's only ink. What is it? It's the honor placed on that item that makes it valuable. You see where I'm going? You place honor on something, it changes the way you view it, and it also changes the way other people view it as well. So that's why honor is such a big deal, and we have to evaluate ourselves. What are the things that we're putting our honor in? Is it in the right areas, or is dishonor a theme in our life, and how does that affect us? So honor lifts and builds up. So with that being answered, what is honor, what is dishonor? The next question is, scripturally, who are you and I called to give honor to? Okay, and there's a few keys. There's a lot of scripture um, in the Bible about honor, but I picked out just a few biblically. And I love how God set this up because it starts when we're young. What's the Bible say? Honor your father and your mother. How many guys know that that's not very prevalent in culture today? Honor your father and your mother. And what I love about anything that God commands us to do is there's also a promise attached to it. Whenever he asks us to do something, there's a promise attached to it. And so he says, honor your father and your mother and your days will be long upon the earth. Your days will be long upon the earth. So if you honor your parents, you can call upon God that you live a long, full life on this earth. I met a guy one time that would, that would ask God. He was dealing with some sickness in his body. He was getting up in age, and he would pray. And it stuck out to me because we don't think like this. But he would say, God, I honored my parents growing up. I had a great relationship with them. I honored them up until the day that they passed. I took care of them. And so because I did that, fulfilled the, the command that you gave me, God, I call upon the promise that I'll live long upon the earth. Amen? It's a promise. It's a promise. Honor your father and your mother, and your days will be long upon the earth. God is another person that we're supposed to honor, right? It should start with him. It's really hard. You can do it, but it's hard to understand honor and to show honor for others if you don't first honor God. Honor his presence. Honor his works, what he's done. Honor his sacrifice on the cross. All these are part of a relationship with God. It has to be based in honor. Honoring our parents is a command, and it promises that it will give us long lives, not just because your parents might kill you, but God promises that he will give you long life on the earth. God is the other person. The next, our spouse. We're supposed to honor our spouse. And I know what you're thinking. Cody, my spouse isn't honorable. Still honor him. Still honor him. We're going to talk about that in a minute. What do we do when the person that we're called to honor isn't acting honorably? But honor your spouse. And this has a promise attached to it as well. 
just like anything that has that God commands us that has a promise attached to it, disobedience usually has a bad result attached to it as well, right? If, if you do something and, and you're obedient in it, there's a promise, but if we're disobedient, then what happens? It invites the enemy into our life. And so I want to read you one scripture, 1 Peter 3, 7. It talks about husbands showing honor to your wives. Got husbands in here? Showing honor to your wives. And I love what it says at the end because it's powerful. It says, if you do honor your wife, then your prayers will not be hindered. So what's that tell me? If I do dishonor my wife, I can expect that my prayers won't be answered. That's powerful. Can you wrap your head around that? Honor your wife and your prayers will not be hindered. So if that's the case, then if I dishonor my wife, I limit God moving in my life. That's heavy. That shows the value that God puts on honor. And what happens when we honor something like we talked about with the basketball or the baseball cards? It elevates the value of that thing that we honor. And so if your question is, how do I honor my spouse if I don't think they're very honorable? The thing is, the, you honoring them could be the very thing that elevates them to that place of acting honorably. Have you ever thought about the seeds that you're sowing when you honor somebody? You never know. But if you treat them as dishonorable and we don't show honor like the word of God calls us to, how do we expect that they will ever live honorably? But if we're obedient to God and we honor our spouse, our mother and father, if we do that, then what that does is that sets the pathway for them to begin to live honorably because we're being obedient to what God's called us to do. So God, our spouse, our mother and father, who else do we honor? We honor those in authority, right? Authority figures, those that are placed in authority um, governmentally or in our communities. We are called to honor those people. It even says in Romans 13, it says, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For, and this is powerful, wrap your head around this. For there is no authority except from God, granted by his permission and his sanction, and those which exist have been put in their place by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority resists the ordinances of God, and those who have resisted it will bring judgment on themselves. Every place of authority, it's hard to, hard to wrap your head around this. Every person in authority and place of authority is appointed by God. Appointed by God. Now what they do with the authority that has been given to them is where people get squirrely. But what God's saying, no one has been set in a place of authority that isn't of God. Now, people get squirrely once they get in office. People make bad decisions. People have wrong thoughts that lead to bad policies. But the authority itself is a God-given thing. And Scripture says, let every person be subject to them. Honor places of authority. Honor presidents that don't think like you, that are the opposite party of you. Guys, our nation is so divided right now in the words, the negative words and the mean words and the words of death that we speak over leaders in our country. 
And I'm, all I'm saying is, according to Scripture, is if we will treat them with honor, then God, I believe, will speak to the hearts of those people, and we as a nation will begin to act honorably again. But the dishonor doesn't fix the problem. It doesn't. And so those who are different than us politically, but those who are still in power, honor those people even if they don't act honorably. And lastly is this, church leaders. Church leaders, right? Those who God has called to our body of believers, called to pastor and to teach and to preach and to lead our communities, those are people that we're supposed to give honor to as well. 1 Timothy 5.17 says this, The elders who direct the affairs of the church are worthy of double honor, especially those in preaching and teaching. We're supposed to honor the gifts that God put around us in the church, leading us, our pastors. We're supposed to honor. It even says so much as we're supposed to double honor. So like if you were going to bring him a box of cookies, bring pastor two boxes. It's the word of the Lord. Give him two boxes. Double honor. And, and pastor would never preach this to himself because he's a, a humble man. But how many of you guys know that it's gifts that build the church, it's not people? And God has put gifts in our life, right? Built, we pour money into buildings like crazy. And we build them. But it's not brick and mortar. It's not drywall that builds a church. You remove the gift of God from a church, that church dies. That's why church leaders are worthy of honor. Why? Because God put them there and their gift has helped build what is here. It's not the drywall. We're the church. The people in it, living, breathing, moving, shopping, working, we're the church. And that gift that God has placed at the head is worthy of our honor. So our parents, our spouse, God, those in authority, and our church leaders. Those are the people that Scripture calls us to honor. So this is the question. How do we honor people who do not act honorably? You know, and it's one of those things that you could say, well, because Scripture says so. And it's like, okay, Cody, Scripture says a lot of stuff that I probably don't do, right? Go back in the Old Testament, you're not allowed to eat shellfish and all kinds of stuff, and I really like shrimp. Like, okay, God, God's Word says it, but why, how do I do it? How do I still honor people that don't act honorably? And it is obedience to God. And what I found is that you don't have to 100% agree with somebody to show them honor. You don't have to agree with every single decision that our pastor makes, but you can still show him honor. We're so opinionated, aren't we? I mean, I got a certain way that I like to do stuff, and when things don't get done my way, I get a little weird about it. I get upset. We're opinionated. Why? Because we're a free people. But I don't have to agree with it to honor it, to know that God put that person of authority or that church leader in that position, according to Scripture, he placed them there, and I can honor that position to God, even if I don't agree. And one of the things that truly freed me up was this statement right here. Respect is earned. Honor is freely given. Respect is earned, right? You earn respect. You earn respect. If people make a mistake, if people hurt you, sometimes it takes a little bit for that respect level to get back up as you're working through forgiveness. 
Respect is earned, but honor is different. It's freely given. So you either withhold it or you don't. And that's why I want to go back to that big idea is that honor is way more about me than the person that's receiving it because it all has to do with our heart and our decision to honor. So I don't have to agree with everything that happens, with my, what my parents say, with what my spouse says, with the actions of my spouse, with the actions of my president or my governor, mayor, whoever, but I can still show them respect and obedience to God. When we freely give honor, it opens up God's blessing and allows him to move in our life. I truly believe this. I believe that if we're obedient to honor, then God will bless us because it's a command in his word. Right? We already heard of some of it. You know, We'll live long upon the earth. There's these promises attached to honor. And I truly believe that dishonor will stifle God's movement in your life. It will put a roadblock up for the full blessing that God wants to put in your life. And I want to prove it in the end of that passage that we read at the beginning. I'll recap a little bit. Jesus is back in his hometown and he's preaching. And they're really amazed by everything that he's doing until they realize that he's just the carpenter's boy from down the road. And they're like, you're talking all high and mighty, but you can't make a straight chair. This is the attitude that they have. And so what comes of that dishonor in that moment and I think God wants to speak something to us here he says Jesus could not do in verse 5 and 6 because of that dishonor Jesus could not do any miracle there except laying on hands in a few sick people and healing them and he was amazed by their lack of faith wait a second savior of the world empowered by God, like God sent Jesus to earth, he's fully God, he's fully man, he's capable of everything, he's going to die for our sins and carry the weight of the whole world on our shoulders, that Jesus, and just because a few people dishonored him, he couldn't do the work that he wanted to do in that town. Guys, that's powerful, that is powerful, it hindered God because a lack of honor resulted in a lack of faith. And Jesus could not move that day. That's why I say dishonor will cause a roadblock for God to move in your life. Guys, get this right. And I truly believe with all my heart you'll begin to see God working and moving in your life. You're believing for healing? Check where your honor meter's at. You believe in healing for a relationship, your marriage, wherever you're at? Check your honor meter in your life. Because if it was enough to keep Jesus from working in the lives of those people that day, I believe that's the same today. Honor, honor, honor is a very, very powerful thing. So, let's look at some practical steps. What's it look like to show honor? Um, I think like anything else, it's like a muscle that you got to work out a little bit. Um, and it takes a little bit of time. Number one... What comes in your head doesn't always have to come out of your mouth. Anybody have a problem with that besides me sometimes? <laughs> what scripture tell us? Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry. That's a good first step. <laughs> Capture those thoughts. And just don't let them don't just let them go out. Number 2 kind of goes with it. 
speak life and honor over those people that we talked about today. In public, in private, honor them. Pull them to the side if God lays them on your heart and say, I just want to thank you for what you've done. Guys, how many of you guys have kids in here that come with you? How many of you guys don't like being around them all the time, 100% of the time? Am I the only honest one in here? I mean, come on. <laughs> it just The people that put hours and hours and hours of time into children's ministry so that your kids can come, you can be able to spend time in here, hearing the word of God, and they can have fun and a snack and a craft and go home with something palatable about who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is. Uh, that takes a t- tremendous amount of gifting and patience. And I just have it on my heart just right now. If you, when you go pick your kid up after class, just thank that teacher. Show them honor. Show them honor. Say thank you for what you've done and for that gift that God put in your life. I want to honor that gift to minister to kids. Speak life. Number two, speak life over those people in your life. Honey, you're amazing. You raising kids. I'm not talking to my wife. She's not back there. I'm just, you know, you're raising kids. You're cooking meals. You're helping glue this family together. Thank you. I love you. I thank you for what you've done and the gifts that are on the inside of you and sticking with us. Honor, honor, honor. So what comes in your mind doesn't have to come out your mouth. Speak life to those people in your life, those spouses, those those pastors, those leaders. Because Scripture says that just like the, the tiny rudder can stir, steer a ship and just like a tiny bit in a horse's mouth can steer him, our tongue controls our life. Let's start there. And number three is those who want to lead well have to first be led well. So if you're looking at those people in authority in your life and you're like, man, I could do it better. Anybody else ever had that thought besides me? I mean, come on, I would not do it that way. Just know that the best leaders, and Scripture even says this, are first servants. You can't lead well until you're first led well. And those that are led well are good followers, are people who honor the leaders that they follow. Be faithful to what God has given you. God knows best. Trust Him. (laughs) Right? God knows best. If He put those people in authority, He knows best. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His ways are higher than our ways. Just trust him and trust the process. And I got one more scripture as we close. Romans 12, 10. Love one another with brotherly affection and outdo one another in showing honor. So honor somebody this week. Take a step in what we've talked about. Because going back to that big idea, honor is way more about me than the person that is receiving it. I can't control someone's actions. I can't control decisions that someone makes, but I can still show them honor and obedience to Christ. And honor is way more about me and what God has commanded us to do and what he wants to work in our lives than those who are receiving it. Let me pray. Lord, we just thank you so much for, Lord, just such a powerful concept of honor. It's not easy, but like anything else, the more that we do it, and we see the blessings in our life, I'll be, believe that you'll continue to unlock that understanding in our lives. God, I pray that, Lord, the hearts in this place that maybe have been hardened 
by the wrongdoing of people in authority or the wrongdoing of a spouse or the wrongdoing of parents. God, I pray that you would soften our hearts again to be able to show honor to that person. Lord, and as we show honor that it would not only bless our lives, that it would not only affect us, but that our honoring would cause that person to act more honorably. That it would elevate that person to a a, a place of of saying that you're worth something, the decisions that you make matter. Lord, and, and, and I just speak to those in here that, Lord, maybe gave up honor a long time ago, that decided to just pack everything in life up on their own shoulders and go at it themselves and, and are maybe hurt. God, I just pray that you would just heal their hearts, Father. Lord, to show them that, that it begins with honor to you again. Lord, maybe they had a situation in their life where, Lord, something didn't turn out the way that they thought that it was should. Or maybe it didn't turn out in a way that they asked you for. And they lost honor in their relationship with you. I pray that they would gain that back. That they would go back to your feet and seek you and know that you don't fail. And that your love is more than enough to cover a multitude of sins. And that victory is found in you. That they would start with that relationship their relationship with you, and that honor would flood out like ripples from there. We just thank you for your presence today, and thank you for speaking to us. In Jesus' name, amen.